you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hey everyone, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets in the car, while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The Around the NFL Podcast. Si habla espanol. <laughs> Welcome to another edition of the Around the NFL Podcast. My name is Dan Hansis. In a virtual room filled with some heroes, Greg Rosenthal, Mark Sessler, I... You know, boys, it's St. Patrick's Day. It is after 7 p.m. on the West Coast, after 10 p.m. back east. And happy St. Patrick's Day to our many Irish listeners and all the Irish-American listeners on this side of the pond, including my mom. But uh, St. Patrick's Day also lines up with the first day of March Madness. And uh, that's fun. And usually... Uh, this is a situation where I go out to a local tavern and I have a couple drinks. I'll have a couple beers. Maybe daddy has a Tito's. I watch college hoops in the sunshine. Day drinking can't beat it. And yet Deshaun Watson, as is his way, ruined everything. As, as if we need another uh, reason um, to be annoyed uh, by, by this man, yes. Um, he stopped Dan from going third person and calling himself daddy in the sun all day. He didn't stop me. Oh, he didn't? <laughs> Couldn't stop okay, me. good. Oh, okay, that's, that's good. No, but know. we waited out the big announcement. It never came. Uh, and the latest reporting is that it might not come until the weekend or perhaps after that. But I have a theory about that, by the way. The old, you know, the famous Friday bad news dump that there's a team out there that understands they're going to get savaged for this. So they're going to like, let's say about five o'clock Eastern tomorrow is when it drops. That's a theory that I'm working under right now. I know they're saying through the weekend, but how about the most epic Friday bad news drop of all time? I don't think that will Watson. save them from being savage, but I, but I it think won't. that your theory um, is I, it is on point. Um, if anything, they like a team is going to have to try to minimize this to some degree, but I I don't think there's th there is so much annoyance. 
uh, or maybe I'm just projecting that he hot this whole situation hijacked my day too. By the way, I also um, don't mind going out on St. Patrick's Day and watching <laughs> basketball and having a beer. It's it's it extends oh, yeah. Mark, beyond. Mark just... famously loves the NCAA tournament. No, no one, I could care less no about one the tournament. Gro- no one I, groaned I could, more I, from no, everyone else in that. the newsroom enjoying the basketball games than Mark Sessler. I, that it would part dr- of it that used part to drive it, you crazy. That part of it does not exist. <laughs> but I mean, the idea that this entire day was hijacked by this situation um, is appalling to me. Hey, here's the good news. I'm going to try to spin it forward here. Uh, Maybe a little luck of the Irish, that by waiting it out, we ended up getting another massive trade that we get to talk about. So we told you four shows were coming if we had a reason to do a fourth show. So uh, you might be, if you're in a different part of the world, you wake up to this show, and that's nice. Or if you're a night owl like Sessler who doesn't sleep, uh, he's a borderline vampire, hot vampire, I'll say, but a vampire. You get to enjoy this in the middle of the night. Uh, but we're going to talk about big news, uh, a massive trade of a superstar wide receiver, the latest with the Cleveland Browns, Mark, uh, a future Hall of Famer going from Los Angeles to Western New York. Let's get into it. Let's start with the Devonte Adams trade. Yeah. How about that? Hot vampire, Mark, a little. Nice compliment to throw you away. I really, I uh, that's one of the nicest things that anyone has ever said to me. So I, I, I you need it. You need it today, buddy. So I'm gonna, I'm yeah. gonna be nice. You know, I want to Photoshop either from, you know, our excellent coworker Randy, Randy or or a listener because you know it, it is late. I don't know if Randy's gonna be able to knock this Photoshop out in time, but uh, yeah, like maybe Mark is the next Twilight guy. You know, Pattinson's right. had his run. Mark well, I would replaced. say be only if you are very skilled at Photoshop. I don't want like a C minus version of this. If you are well, if a you're, true if pro. you're following our like social Twilight, media, but for mid forties guys, yeah, like Chavez right. has been knocking out of the park with his Photoshop skills. But no, like uh, Pattinson, of course, is the new Batman, and that movie's apparently very good. I, I'm going to check that one out. So he's moved out of that phase of stardom. So we do need a new matinee idol for the teen set. So maybe it is you, Mark. Yeah, definitely get a tired 48-year-old who couldn't be more, you know, worn out by the by terra firma. Now, this, this is what we're going to do. We're going to give you the fangs. And then we're going to do the, you know, the um, the Irishman, speaking of St. Patrick's Day, the Scorsese movie where they de-aged Pesci and De Niro. We're going to de-age the f*** out of you. And we're okay. going to get you down to about <laughs> 17 to. years old. We don't even need to. Look at this smooth no, forehead on him. Yeah. No, he looks great. As He's a hot vampire right now. But I'm saying if we want him to, you know, accurately take the matinee idol, right. we got we to gotta de-age him about 30, 25 to 30 years. A little bit of work. Yes. Might have a to little get bit him of work some, the uh, Packers some, have to do. Some HGH or something, you know, too. <laughs> the Packers have a little bit of work to do to rebuild – their wide receiver room after the stunning, and I'll go stunning, and I think you guys will agree, announcement um, or news that Devontae Adams is being sent to the Raiders in exchange for a first-round pick and a second-round pick in the 2022 NFL Draft. Okay, so right after that deal goes through, Adams, who was on the franchise tag, made it clear to Green Bay he was not interested in playing on the franchise tag. So he signed a new five-year, $141.25 million contract with the Raiders. That makes him the highest paid wideout in the league. By the way, that's not even the craziest contract I've heard in the last 48 hours. We'll get to that in a little bit. Anyway, a massive deal for Adams, who statistically 
You could say who you love with more from a skill set uh, standpoint, but Adams has been better than anybody in football for close to a decade now. And now at age 29, he leaves Aaron Rodgers. And Greg, he leaves by choice. It was the, the Packers were willing to pony up the money, but reportedly he wanted to play with Derek Carr instead bombshells galore here it's it's crazy i'm like always looking for the story behind the story and oh wow he's wanting to leave aaron Rodgers and wants to leave like a very successful situation but he did play with Derek carr he's boys with Derek carr and he has a house in las vegas mark pointed out to me before the show so that does make sense he's a young man um and uh which place sounds a little more fun to to live in I, I would go with Las Vegas probably, and he would probably agree with it. his ties there, but it is Oh, crazy. Greg would want to go to the gambling mecca? Stunner. <laughs> it, it's just crazy because he's at his peak. And, I mean, they got fair enough value for him, a one and a two. That's for a wide receiver. That doesn't happen. Uh, that that's, that's fair. And they clear up some cap space. But it, it's incredible to me that Aaron Rodgers is returning to a team right now that has Alan Lazard as their number one. I think I think he's restricted, but he'll he'll be back. Valdez Scantling's a free agent. Now you freed up some money if you do want to bring him back. They did bring back Randall Cobb. Amari Rogers is is sticking around. And this team that we kind of assumed was gonna be the one B to the Rams favorite in the NFC just took a big hit. This is not just any other receiver. It's not Greg Jennings leaving. It's not Donald Driver at you know at some point uh, leaving. Like this is Devontae Adams, the best receiver in the league. And the the facts around it, I find, are as stunning as the move itself. That while Aaron Rodgers was negotiating his contract, that he knew, according to our reporting from Ian Rappaport, that Devontae Adams would never play again for the team. And despite what he talked about and said about Devontae Adams on the Pat McAfee show just a couple weeks ago, that he knew that, and that Devontae Adams was offered an equal contract by Green Bay and decided, nope, I'd rather go play with Derek Carr, who I think everyone on earth can agree is a good quarterback, but obviously a lesser offering than Aaron Rodgers. And the Packers suddenly, this whole off-season plan that seemed to have, after so much drama, crescendo into a scenario where they are, as Greg said, the 1B to the NFC darlings, now they look lost to me. I mean, they look lost because even with Devontae Adams, they couldn't win playoff games. I'm not ready to count out the Packers. Oh, yeah. And this is why. Because you could. there's a lot of things you could say about what Brian Gutekunst has done in recent years to build that team into a contender. But the one position group where he always kind of skated by on, it seems, was wide receiver. And it was Devontae Adams, this all-world producer, who had this great bond with Rodgers, and they just put up enough production to count for two receivers. And then that made up for a back end of the wide receiver group that was always hit or miss. I mean, whether it was MVS or Alan Lazard, you name the the guy in there, and there's been a lot of forgettable uh, players, maybe the Packers and Gutekunst see this as an opportunity to pivot and change how they're setting up this offense. And maybe you bring in some guys that are there's, we were talking about before the show that Jarvis Landry's out there. You have Odell out there, especially with Allen Robinson now finding a home in Los Angeles. You have now an extra first round pick. Maybe you bring in a wide receiver you're in love with. And all of a sudden you have a nice balanced unit it's still, though, even playing it positive, there a massive roll of the dice for a team that's in win-now mode. It is, but I, I love this draft class 
you know, according to Daniel Jeremiah, everyone else at the wide receiver position, you know, there's still Packers fans that think, look, if we had drafted T. Higgins uh, instead of Jordan Love, we might have won some of those playoff games. But you can you can make up for Adams' loss somewhat with with a draft pick or two and in free agency and quarterbacks make receivers. Devontae Adams is special, but the numbers are crazy. He's making twenty eight million dollars a year, which doesn't just reset the wide receiver market. It's just like it's it's on another planet. Now, none of the guaranteed money as of our taping has been reporting, which is usually very telling, and that it's going to be heavily backloaded. It'll probably be a more like a three-year deal, and we'll have to see where the guarantees are. Maybe it's like a three for 66, and he's making 22 per. Either way, that's like a ton for a wide receiver, and they want to put it elsewhere, but it's really counting on Aaron Rodgers to make the players around him better. And for Derek Carr, it's just like, I, it's amazing. I just now can't. Now or never. Yeah, now we know Derek Carr is not going anywhere, right? I guess if, they, if there was any doubt um, in anyone's mind, it, it would seem insane that Derek Carr could be available now. And that's just like a, an incredibly fun offseason that the Raiders have had under Josh McDaniels, surprisingly, that you bring in Chandler Jones, uh, and you bring in Devontae Adams, very un-Bill Belichick-like, and this AFC West just seems insanely loaded right now. I love mm. it. I love what the Raiders did here because you could you could have looked at what's going on with the Chargers and, of course, the Broncos now uh, with Russell Wilson and, of course, the Chiefs, who are an absolute superpower, and and they could have said, well, maybe we should sit this out for a couple of years. This, is, this division's <laughs> too hot. And we might be better off reloading and then, you know, trying to rise up in a few years. But instead, they've gone the other direction and saying, we could do it, too. We can rise up. We could become a superpower. And it's just, yeah, I can't remember a year where you go into the season and you're like, man, this division, when you look at the whole division top to bottom, is going to be so fun to watch. All those division matchups. And they play the NFC West out of division. So, so Ooh, not, not like the, the, the NFC West maybe isn't quite as loaded as it was a year ago, but those matchups are going to be all over primetime too. Those are awesome. All right, let's move on. The Raiders, we're a Super Bowl contender. That's what they're saying. Whether you believe it or not, that's well, fair. Well, there's about 12 of them in the AFC. So Right. Uh, last year going into the season, the Browns fashioned themselves a Super Bowl contender. It didn't work out, obviously. And now here we are in a very sticky situation at quarterback because we talked about it on yesterday's show with Baker, his goodbye Instagram, then it becomes public. The Browns are after Deshaun Watson. They're in the sweepstakes. Deshaun says, thanks, I'm cool. And then today's events. Uh, We learned that Baker Mayfield has requested a trade after uh, NFL Network's Mike Garofolo reported the Browns still view Baker as their starter. And Baker refused an offer to uh, meet with Brown's brass uh, after the Deshaun Watson situation. So now the Browns are saying, we don't want to trade you. We're refusing the request. Baker saying, get me out of here. Josina Anderson reports the Seahawks have discussed exploring a trade for Baker Mayfield. That makes a lot of sense. And Mark, at the end of the day, this feels very sloppy and unhinged, just like we kind of predicted yesterday. Right. If you're the Cleveland Browns, you're right back in the mess. You're right back where you were for so long. And I, and I and I am hearing from so many different Browns fans that, you know, we all get that Andrew Barry is a skilled general manager. I, I, that I don't doubt. 
but that, no, don't worry, he's got a plan A, a plan B, a plan C, and a plan D. But there aren't A, B, C, and D options here. I mean, I guess at some point, um, you know, you've done this with Baker Mayfield, you've handled this in a sloppy fashion. And here's the thing, I, everyone's like, oh, well, the, you know, the, why isn't he acting like Matt Ryan and, you know, calmly and placidly just accepting that they were courting a different quarterback and maybe he'll start or not? Well, we all know who Baker Mayfield is. Like, he operates off of grudges, off of slights. I mean, I operate that way. Don't some of us operate that way at times? Like, you're fueled by certain things. We know that about him. He wasn't going to handle... Who are you spiteful towards right now or over the years? I am spiteful towards roughly 56 or 57 um, people slash operations slash movements. (laughs) I'm very annoyed at the moment. I'm annoyed now. This whole thing to me is (laughs) a huge mess, and there's no great way out of this. There's no great way out. I I don't think if you're a Browns fan... You're that excited about the fact that you're going to maybe have to slide in Jimmy G, who can't throw till July, um, or Matt Ryan, who's got another year or two left. Uh, it's a mess. And in this team that did have it in theory, in theory, by the way, a Super Bowl window, um, not in reality, it is shutting. It is shutting by the minute. They have positional needs all over the place. They botched a quest for the most important position in sports. They've disenfranchised half their fan base. And they're coming out of it acting like they're smarter than everyone. No, you're not. Well, I think going after Watson is is the cardinal sin here. And, and failing, too. Failing quickly. You know, they ultimately were the first team knocked out of it. We'll, we'll talk Watson, but it, it's down to two there. It sounds like the Panthers are out of it, too. But I was so surprised by the report that they were willing and wanted to send the team plane down. It, weirdly, in all this... That was the most surprising thing that I couldn't quite like fit my narrative into because my narrative is that they do that meeting with Deshaun Watson, eyes wide open, understanding what Baker Mayfield could feel and how he could react, understanding the landscape of quarterbacks that are out there and you might not get Deshaun Watson and walking into that notion thinking, we're fine if we don't have Baker Mayfield. In fact, we don't really expect to keep Baker Mayfield. And then even when Mike Garofolo immediately reported that, they said, no, that's cool. We don't want to, we're, we're not going to trade you. We're not going to honor your request. Even that I could kind of explain like, well, that makes sense because you want to be the one that's in control here. Um, Scott Pioli was on NFL Network talking about it, saying like they want to, hold the leverage they you know they want to calm the situation down as much as possible and even in a scenario where they're fully anticipating that he gets traded that's sort of the move in the moment because they're just trying to calm this down it doesn't it doesn't help anything to be like okay now he's he's up for grabs let's do that for let's do that behind closed doors but the idea that they were going to send the plane with jimmy haslam on it over to like kiss the ring of baker that that confuses me and that makes me think they have played this poorly and that they do kind of want to keep Baker instead of what's behind door number two. I'm confused, but that aspect of it really makes you wonder like how they are handling the the personal side of it. Because if they just kind of had the door closed to Baker and they're treating him a little poorly, like that makes more sense to me than what's going on right now. I I agree because I think it's like, Mark, what you said, Part of it is knowing who your people are and knowing what your the personality type of your quarterback. One of the reasons why he's found great success is that chip on his shoulder and how he takes slights personally. And to think that you could kind of 
get the toothpaste back in the tube here. I just think it's naive. And, you know, at this point, it's too far gone. And I think we wondered yesterday what happens if Watson says no. And I don't think anybody can be surprised that Watson isn't choosing the Cleveland Browns. There's been so much um, connecting him to wanting to be in the South or closer to where he grew up. Like Cleveland, Ohio never felt like a Deshaun Watson destination. And now they're left scrambling back to Baker potentially. And that that's just probably not going to take. So they have put themselves in a very awkward position. And now we have to see how they can try to, to fix this because it's not going to be easy to fix Mark. I don't think it's, it's fixed this year, no matter what. I mean, it's, Look, you're going, you're, whatever happens, the scenario that unfolds and what we're witnessing come, you know, week one will be the, the, the far drastically lesser option of what they dreamt up, whoever, is, whoever they is. Because I think, number one, this is my theory that the adult in the room comment came from the highest possible source in the Browns building. I think it came from ownership. And it probably put mm. the front office and the rest of this crew into a scenario they didn't love because that's not been their MO. There hasn't been a lot of whispers and chatter and negative talk coming out of the Andrew Berry front office. It's been the opposite. And I think we all understood that this relationship was fractured, but there weren't a lot of whisper campaigns and negative reports until that happened. And that pivoted everything. And I think if no matter what they came to an agreement with, with Baker Mayfield saying, we're going to look for maybe one guy or two guys out there, an Aaron Rodgers figure, Russell Wilson, and if Baker, I still don't think that would have sat well with him. But then to hear these co- reports come out about he's not an adult, he's not this or that, the relationship was too far gone. So whatever their plan B was does not exist now. And I don't think we're looking around the league. The Colts know this. Other teams know this. There is no great plan B. So now you're the team in the AFC North going into the season with the plan you didn't plan to have. And you're probably going to get fractured for it even further than we see today. Mm. I you know I like their roster though I I like their offensive line I like their running backs I, I like their defense for the most part I I don't think they're too far gone I think if you just pick a quarterback that's out there Jimmy G Jameis whatever I don't think it's that different than Baker Mayfield in terms of their outlook Yeah it's probably a borderline playoff team like you're not you're, you're probably not winning the Super Bowl but I don't think it's that different than Baker and I actually do think Baker still has value if Carson Wentz can get two third round picks. I just I just don't buy that Baker doesn't have value here from a team like Seattle and that maybe maybe some of this putting the toothpaste back in the tube is just trying to set this up because it might not happen till the draft. We might be talking about this for a while. Who knows? Maybe someone does act quickly. Uh, you know, the teams that make the most sense are Seattle, uh, Carolina and Indianapolis in theory. For some reason, I, I don't see Indianapolis as much, but I, I think Seattle and Carolina could be motivated to do that. And they need quarterbacks badly. They're they're desperate. And if Wentz is worth two thirds, I, I guess you can't just build off of that. Like Baker Mayfield's worth a second round pick, isn't he? And if unless the Browns are trying to like extract blood from a stone here, they're not getting two firsts. They're not getting one first for Baker Mayfield. But if they're just ready to like say goodbye and see what's behind door number two, I think they can get a pick for him. And I I kind of think that's what will happen eventually. Maybe the Jets-Darnold deal, something like that. Right, and, and right. obviously, second and a like, fourth, something he's, like that. right. I'm going to be more, I'm going to be seeing this through a more negative lens or a more frustrated lens than than the next person. But um, even if they have a good roster, there's no question that they're going to go into the season with a fair roster and a half baked quarterback. And, and, and in the AFC, in this AFC, the NFC, you're fine. You probably grab a playoff spot with that. In this AFC. Check you later. 
And by the way, like an uninspiring entrance into the season. There's nothing. There's the energy that was good around this team is gone. And for in my heart, it's gone. I, you do I can't have Amari even, Cooper. You got that. You I don't care. I think Baker's a little bit of a half baked quarterback. That's just my like evaluation. Half Baker nailed it. Ha, you know, just he is I, I, totally I imperfect. I get that. But I think he's limited. Uh, Browns or whoever it might be trying to smear Baker out the door for being petulant and a brat. It's like. No, bro, I'm telling you, this is who he was. He always was this guy. So I think it's a little unfair to say because he's not doing the Jimmy Garoppolo thing makes him a bad guy here. I think that there could be some PR assassination attempts going on with Baker. Mark, I I do always, I've known you for years, well over a decade now, and I do always use your um, Twitter as a way to get behind those blue eyes. And um, I just want to share a, a tweet that you sent uh, I guess it was yesterday. My day won't be shaped by, br- you know what? I'm not capable. I'm not worthy of, of reading this uh, tweet, but I do know somebody who is. My day won't be shaped by Brown's news ever again. <laughs> Total XGF material. Go figure it out for yourself. Keep scorching. The earth. My life is new. <laughs> the great uh, well, I am Zumwalt. <laughs> yeah. Jason Zumwalt. Wow. Um that was today. That was mere hours ago. This has been the longest um football filled day of my entire life. I am done with the Cleveland Browns. Oh, and I'm, my not, gosh. I'm not trying to be a drama queen. I'm not like I simply come to this comfortable conclusion. And some of my tweets are just my way to indicate that, that I, I'm out on this. Like another tweet from uh, today. Yeah. I fell for the Browns when I was young. I am not young. Anymore. <laughs> is that a real tweet? That's amazing. Yes, that's a real tweet. They're I mean, all that's, real. Look at, is it's that, been a long. It's been a. I've been following this team for you know three and a half decades, and I honestly think that I just come to a comfortable place where I am watching them sail off into the distance, and I feel totally at peace with it. It's just not. I know it's like oh, I keep it. Oh, you'll be back in week two when they're one and one. Like, I'll be here covering football, but I won't be, I won't be the same person. Like, I, it's it's changed, and I can't explain it. I just don't need to. I it's not a part you know of my what? life anymore. I I know you well enough, Mark, and I know obviously the history of the Browns, and especially the last five years of the Browns, and uh, at a much lesser level with Sam Darnold. I connect with you that you. He was identified. He's the guy. Like he was the one that's going to take you out of the darkness. And now that it's ending, like the same old and he sort of did. Same old. Shit, it's just like that. I understand that makes it hurt even more. But and I can't. I'm not saying this to antagonize you. Right. Um, I don't believe you. You will be back because they are you and you are them. I think Nick Wessling <laughs> tweeted at you in reply, like it's too late. Like you can't get out. And that's. I think that's right. Unfortunately. Same reason I'm wearing a jet shirt and they they're about 50 games under 500 over the last five years. There's no way out. Once you're in, you're in. Time will tell. Let's I take mean, a break. I, I do. Oh. I do believe you. Wait, can we, um, we're, we there's no more Zumwalt tweets, right? Um, to be 
because I think one tweet to me personally uh, described it, described the day more better than any. So I'm just going to read that one. Hashtag female assassin. (laughs) (laughs) Look, I hit my I hit my wall when I tweeted that. I just I hit my wall because it's like I don't even know what I'm watching or seeing at this point anymore. Put it this way, Greg, if I had not been in contact with Jason, if I was in contact with Jason after that tweet was sent, I would have that. But (laughs) but I do have this and then we're going to take a break. Item. Kind of over it. (laughs) We'll be right back. (laughs) You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, You're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new Natural Hybrid Mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary, indulges your senses, and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the Natural Hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. All right, we are back. Uh, (laughs) A lot to get to. Still, no news on Deshaun Watson, uh, at least where he's playing for sure. I still predict a nice Friday, 4 p.m. Eastern news dump. But for the the here and now, on 7.30 on the West Coast, we know this. The Browns, as we said, are out. The Panthers officially informed they are out of the trade mix for Deshaun Watson. Seattle previously was ruled out. So that leaves it down to two bitter, petty NFC South rivals, the Falcons and the Panthers. The Panthers obviously have been 
quarterback purgatory uh, for years now. Um, Sam Darnold has not worked out. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater didn't work out. We know the coaching staff there desperately needs an upgraded quarterback to stay alive beyond 2022. Uh, so they need Watson. The Saints, a team perpetually in salary cap hell. Obviously, Drew Brees gone. Taysom Hill, Jameis Winston, mixed results last year. And now they have an opportunity uh, to start over. They've been clearing cap space like mad. Uh, and they are both waiting for the decision. It's all kind of gross, obviously. But this is where we are in a football place. Both teams begging for the phone to ring and Deshaun Watson or his agent to say, you're mine. Yeah, it's gross. I was, I was sitting in the newsroom today and it was like different reporters were hearing different things. Like some people thought Atlanta's the one. He grew up outside of Atlanta. He has this connection to work. Dunn, who was probably in the meeting when he when he met the the Falcons, his agent. There's ties there with his players and the agent, and and there's that. And then there's the Saints, who reportedly had a second meeting in which the owner Gail Benson was involved. A second meeting would would seem to indicate that that would be a, a step ahead for for them. And and they're doing. It's just crazy that. They're doing all this begging. Supposedly, the trade terms have roughly been agreed to, but they might have to work out the particulars, and that could take some time. But it, it is confusing that our our network said it was coming today at one point. They said it's it's expected today. It's expected imminently, and then they change it to today. And now we're looking at the weekend, which uh, could support your theory, Dan, mm-hmm. uh, about that it that it would would drop. Uh, and it, it's just crazy because I think there's huge segments of both fan bases. We know the Saints fans that, that don't want them. So it's almost like they're hoping to lose. Some of the fans are hoping not to get them. The fan, the team is hoping to win. And it's going to be, I think, very difficult for the team to thread the needle of like, you know, celebrating in theory, bringing in this guy who still hasn't answered for all of his civil accusations and still will be facing that. And from everyone that we know who's connected in the league is still expecting a suspension. I mean, a a lengthy suspension is expected. I mean, contrast it to the fact that we, you know, humorously and uh, with a sense of enjoyment, watched the Russell Wilson opening press conference, which was, um, if nothing, nothing less than a massive celebration for Broncos and Broncos fans. Um, you know, I, I, I know some Broncos fans that talked about it being one of the best days they've had in years uh, supporting that team. How do you even have an opening press conference with Deshaun Watson when he finally lands somewhere? I don't think I you think, do. Well, I, I get, you guys. I've been thing. surprised across every step of the process how the NFL has handled this, how these teams are handling this. I wouldn't be surprised if they have a huge blowout press conference either, whoever this goes with, just because, just like. Like, honestly, I this talk that these teams want to meet Deshaun Watson face to face and the the idea that there are going to be hard questions asked. Hell no. It's the teams are basically genuflecting at the man and saying, please come join me. I'm not basing this on any inside reporting. Now, but Garofalo I'm just- reported that and he said he's felt the love. And it's he said to him from his from Watson's perspective that it felt good after this last year that all these people are showing him the love. They the athletic also reported that they didn't ask. Uh, they haven't spoken to the lawyer uh, of the civil suits at all. They aren't doing any investigating on their own on, in that way. Well, and Greg, Greg on NFL Network today, I thought you you stated it perfectly uh, about the whole situation where it's there's this sense that it's let's go impress 
Deshaun Watson and and the Falcons. You know, there was a there was a reporting that the Falcons especially have embraced Deshaun Watson, have had people come out of the organizational woodwork to show him support. So it's exactly the opposite of how do we turn around, pivot, explain this to the large portion of fans that are going to not want this result. Um, they're going to feel, you know, not listened to, disenfranchised. It is as messy a massive giant trade as the NFL has ever had. I don't know how they're going to handle it, but I would assume they're going to handle it poorly because this has been handled poorly, like a poison over everything from step A. They're giving up three first-round picks, reportedly. That the every the everything that's gone on apparently hasn't changed the the trade terms at all. So if you're a, you're an Atlanta Falcons team, take a look at that roster. And then you give away three first round picks and you have Deshaun Watson. To me, that is a recipe for disaster uh, and disappointment, in, certainly in the short term. He was a ball boy for the Falcons once upon a time. He was a high school star um, at Georgia. Um, so there is some obviously real ties there. Arthur Blank, uh, according to Adam Schefter of ESPN, is quite fond of Deshaun Watson. So there might be that pull, but you're right. I feel like that is like, if he wants to be back where he was with the Texans, uh, trying to do it all and, and running for his life and taking a beating and hanging in the pocket and putting up good numbers for a nine and eight team, go head to Atlanta. The saints just make a lot of more, a lot more sense. And I, if I had a guess, I think that's where he ends up, but nobody knows. Nobody knows. All right, let's get to, other news. Western New York mentioned it. Von Miller now plays for the Bills. All right. Now, Greg, you are a uh, this is Greg season. It's Greggy season. We all know that. So you're going to help make sense of this to me uh, that Von Miller, formerly of the Rams, now signed a six year, one hundred and twenty million dollar contract with the Bills. This is a soon to be 33 year old defender who appeared to be in decline before the trade to Los Angeles and then he went off and was a stud in the playoffs and I know Greg that there are dummy years and the guaranteed money is only uh, so much but at the same time when you look at all these other deals that we're seeing around the league over the last few days we're not seeing six for 120 so how did Von (laughs) Miller get it? Well they by wanting it to be this big number and helping the bills spread out the money. Cause first of all, it's max value 120. I don't know what the base is, but there's a lot of incentives in there. It, it's really two for 32. Like it's great. It took me a while to, to get to see the details, but it's 32 guaranteed. If this year didn't go well, for instance, it would be two for 32. They'd be on the hook for 32 over two years. It's probably three for 53, which is, you know, almost $18 million a, a lot year, for which a is a lot for Von Miller at that age. With but injury also, issues. it's basically what Chandler Jones made, right? And uh, it's not too different from what Harold Landry made. The difference with him and Jones, I think, is he's probably getting that third year unless this season goes really poorly. But it's basically three for 53. And that is a huge risk, maybe even a bigger risk than the Rams took when they gave up two picks for him. The Rams certainly don't regret uh, that trade, That, but I do think they regret losing Von Miller. I think they extended pretty far to try to keep him. Well, I think the, the Rams' whole offseason plan was obviously, you know, bring everyone back and they're 0 for 1 at this point. And it doesn't, it doesn't seem like they're bringing Odell Beckham back either, but we're fine. We'll get into why that, why that probably won't happen. If you're the Bills, you're hoping that you know, Denver and uh, moving on from from Von Miller, who's essentially become like a hired gun and a bounty hunter at this point, um, <laughs> is going to be coming to the third team that is in a Super Bowl window and do what he did for the Rams. He was uh, They would not have won a Super Bowl without him. 
I mean, what was it? Four sacks in the postseason. I think five over his final eight games in the regular season with Los Angeles. He was a perfect fit. They needed pass rushing help in the in the biggest way. Um, I think he fits in this. I trust Sean McDermott as the head coach to get the most out of him. I just like the idea and the whole vibe of it. We'll see if he how long this lasts for him because I don't trust that he's got five or six years left. But does he have one? Like All they need to do is go win a Super Bowl, and they are legit in that window. They're not deceiving themselves on that front. And so that's when you go add someone like Von Miller. We'll see if it works out. You could, you could feel it, the, the desperation of Buffalo. I don't mean desperation is a bad thing necessarily, but just we know how close we are. It's insane that we lost that game in Kansas City. <laughs> we are an unbelievably strong team. There is no reason why we can't get over the hump if the Rams and Bengals are playing in the Super Bowl. We got to do this. So we're going to give out this crazy contract because it's all about the next year or two. So I get it. Uh, and I don't and I, I don't chagrin Von Miller. It seems like a fun football journey he's on. He he made a career and a Hall of Fame career in Denver, won a ring, uh, had a highly memorable Super Bowl MVP performance in Super Bowl 50. The Rams trade could not have gone better for both sides. And now he's going to be in one of the great uh, mm. in terms of fan bases and vibes for a loaded team. Again, he's doing the thing. He's on the football journey. It, it's cool. I mean, he could be the first. I don't think anyone's ever won three Super Bowls with three different teams. Someone can check that for me. Maybe that's maybe that's wrong, but I don't think that's going to happen. Um, <laughs> have a homework assignment. I, I also love, like they they're giving up a lot, and it's it's risky. It is like kind of an all in move. But I think if you look at it in the context of the other things they've done this off season, okay, they signed Tim Settle, who's this kind of underrated guy from Washington. Daquan Jones, another underrated guy from uh, Tennessee for low money. Uh, Jerry Hughes and Mario Addison, who both have been making a lot of money are off the books. They're, they're free agents. And they got a lot of production out of those guys. And those guys are older than Von Miller. I mean, they, they got production out of them 34, 35 years old. I like what they did. They got Roger Saffold, another Titans guy they brought in. They, they brought back Isaiah McKenzie and they cut Cole Beasley today. I like that. So it's all these like cheap, smart, billsy type moves. And they make so many smart, cheap, billsy types moves that I think you can... Let yourself splurge a little bit with a guy like like Von Miller. They'll make it work. Justin, before you jump in, I want to make a rule because um, I know you feel a little self-conscious um, about hitting your gravedigger drop. But mm. especially in this StreamYard setup, I want you to announce your presence with gravedigger drop. And then the listener knows and we know you're about to come in with some heat. So why don't we, you want to try it right now? Oh, well there done. he is. Gravedigger. What's up, buddy? <laughs> so uh, one player has won a Super Bowl with three different teams. Matt Millen, a former linebacker. Ah. Two with the Raiders, one with the Niners, and one with Washington. Certainly not oh. as a as a front office figure, that's for sure. But yeah, um, I but think what a what? But an incredible announcer, and inc- what an incredible football uh, life that he had to use. Yeah, that right. man. That's I mean, amazing. it's he's he's lucky to be alive. The the miracle of modern science. I think he had a heart replacement surgery. Mm-hmm. He was on the ropes there for a while, and, and now he's back in the game. Good for Matt Millen. Uh, I, I'm like right. I'm now like kind of rooting for the Bills. It's taken me this long, but now I feel like it's almost like they did. They deserve it. That's not how football usually works. But now, af- after last year, for some, it took me this long to, for them to win me over. I feel like they 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 deserve a Super Bowl. Buff. Plus, that might you've be given up the ghost too. At this point, you've given up the ghost on on Belichick ever 
scaling the heights of his uh, former well, greatness. So I think it's more it I'm it just easier. like accepting that the Bills are are the Patriots' daddy. I mean, they did literally didn't get a mm-hmm. stop in two straight games. You didn't get a stop in two straight games. When I asked uh, what that was bad. What's, when I when I uh, crazy. was connecting with Zumwalt on on those uh, Sessler drops, I told him <laughs> what what the voice we're going for here is Orson Welles in decline. Um <laughs> So, but you're saying you're getting out on the Bill Belichick in decline era no, and just getting I'm behind not. the I'm Bills. Not, I'm not getting behind the Bills. Well, I wouldn't but, call you all in, Greg. No, I'm not all in on the Bills either. I just sort of like appreciate what they've done. It's pretty impressive, I think. Every And Josh Allen is impressive. And it's almost like, okay, it's your. You, you, they should be rewarded. Their fans should be rewarded. You're already calling them the New England's daddy, though. I mean, I feel like they're the child that beat the dad in basketball. And now they got to go do it over and over. I think it's almost underrated how completely ridiculous and embarrassing those two performances Hands were for the Patriots and impressive for the Bills. I, it's it's wild. Well, you two love to ignore the the, the primetime game that I was obsessed with. I guess that just that game didn't count well, because it happened kinda, first. Well, you were very passionate about that game, and we, we kind of <laughs> let you off the hook a little bit. We didn't want to dwell on that. Let me off the hook. Has I anyone think you watched announced that, that the Bills were over after that game, as I recall. I had concerns. I was. I, they're okay. I've been wrong about four hundred and twenty-five things. So samezies, samezies. All right. So the Rams lose Von Miller, but they gain Allen Robinson. Los Angeles signed the wide receiver, formerly of the Bears, to a three-year, $46.5 million contract. Robinson was one of the more productive wide receivers in the league over the past five or six years. Despite playing with a bunch of stiffs at quarterback in Chicago, uh, he kind of cratered last year with the rest of the Chicago offense. But obviously the Rams see him as a great bounce-back candidate. It might spell the end of Odell Beckham's time in Los Angeles after only half a season. But you pair Allen Robinson with Cooper Cup and a healthy Robert Woods. And Greggy, that is a nice way to begin a title defense on offense. Yeah, yeah, you're cooking with gas. I love that. I love that because he's very different. Or grease, yeah. Grease and gas. (laughs) Either, either. They're both Another crack at the apple here. I I would like... (laughs) I would like to uh, cook with some grease and gas. Maybe I'll learn how to cook uh, in my older years. That would be that would be nice. He gives them something they don't have, which is uh, a red zone vertical threat guy. And I guess Odell Beckham could have been that guy. Robinson's a little more natural of a fit, I think, for that as like a pure vertical receiver. It, it sounds like he dogged it a little bit last year. That was the the buzz. He kind of just wanted to get to the offseason. He didn't come back from his hamstring injury. I don't care about that. He's Now he's going to be with the Rams. He got $15 million a year guaranteed the first two years. And the thing I love is they lost Von Miller. And then they're just like, all right, well, who's the next best premier player? Because... You know, Les Snead famous, famously is like uh, F them draft picks. He's also like F that cap, cap space. I got no use for cap space. Cap space is the most overrated thing ever. Look at the Saints. They've somehow opened up $110 million in cap space to, to possibly fit in Watson and Teron Armstead and, you know, get their books in order. Like, cap space is stupid. Let's just... Get the next premier player that's available at a at a p- position that could help us, and they go get them, and they're going to go be contenders again. It reminds me a little bit of the wide receiver version of Matthew Stafford. To Dan's point, we all know this about Allen Robinson. A bunch of ham and eggers have been throwing him passes since he came into the league with Jacksonville and then Chicago. It's been Blake Bortles, 
Mitch Trubisky, Nick Foles, Andy Dalton, and yeah, Justin Fields last year, but it's like last year was a lost year for Robinson. All right, let's uh, take a quick break and then we'll finish the news. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new Natural Hybrid Mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary, indulges your senses, and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the Natural Hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th, just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. All right, welcome back. Let's wrap this thing up because, um, listen, the wifey, you know, St. Patrick's Day, ruined by Deshaun Watson on some level. However, the wifey made some shepherd's pie. And, okay. Uh, I, I'm, it's sitting on the stove for the old Zeuser. Uh, she's a good cook. I mean, Plus, I, like, Walker's a very having cook, like so. a party in the bathroom right over there. I don't know if you hear him. I think he's in the bathroom. He went to so the bar to watch uh, Indiana. <laughs> it's a big University of Indiana hoops fan. Um, all right, let's finish things out. The NFL Network's Ian Rappaport reports Zadarius Smith will not sign with the Ravens. Huh? So that's now happened twice. Uh, Randy Gregory um, jumped away from Dallas to go to Denver. And now Zadarius Smith jumps away from the Ravens to hop back into the free agency pool. That was a four-year deal worth $35 million. And, Greggy, there seems to be some weirdness around this. Yeah, Mike Garofolo indicated, like, he doesn't have another team necessarily. He doesn't have another offer. The way he was talking about it, he had some skepticism whether Zadarius Smith could replace this contract. 
I don't know. It's just a mystery. But Mark should enjoy it because he was just saying how well run and great things uh, are for the Ravens and these two moves, him and uh, Smith and Marcus Williams, is going to work out so well. And this is a little egg on the Ravens' face. They're not too happy about this. Yeah, but see, I don't. I have no distaste for the Ravens anymore. I've, I've unhooked from. <laughs> I've unhooked from the whole gotta, thing. Like, okay, now you like the Ravens. Well, this is good. Yeah, I, I respect second. them. Immensely. That's that's part of this too. You're quote unquote no. quitting the Browns, and you no longer dislike the Ravens. Why, and why do I need? Why do I need to dislike them at this point? I like. I've removed hatred from my body and persona. I think it's a very healthy thing. You I'm know with di- myself also. Now you did say earlier in the show you have 57 different different people that you're feeling spiteful for. Right, but it was 65 at the start of the day, so. <laughs> Six. <laughs> All right, I'll leave it there. Um, in other news, Miles Jack. Speaking of the Steelers, he heads to Pittsburgh. Two years, sixteen million. Uh, he gets a, a new gig pretty quickly. Twenty-six years old. He had some really nice um, years with Jacksonville. Of course, remember speaking of the Patriots when Miles Jack wasn't down on that fumble recovery that would have put Jacksonville in the Super Bowl, but instead they got robbed by the officials and by the NFL, uh, giving Greggy yet another Super Bowl title in the process. Um, but that's in the ancient past. Miles Jack now is no longer a Jaguar. He's a Steeler. And um, Mark, this feels like another move for one of your the teams you used to have an issue with that will end up working beautifully. Right, wonderful organization. Uh, I think quality <laughs> signing. I, it's, it's, it, Miles... Miles Jack is one of those guys where, like, when I find out his age, that he's only 26, I'm like, what? I feel like we've been covering him for, like, eight years. But I, I, that's not the case. But I think Pittsburgh, in a sneaky way, because they still had a, an effective defense, um, they were junk against the run last year. I mean, DVOA-wise, they were, like, 27th against the run. So Miles Jack helps there. I mean, they went and released Joe Schobert um, in a directly correlating move. Um, I like it for Pittsburgh. Again, I, I'm not just saying this, but like the Ravens, when they bring these guys in, they typically seem to work out for the most part. I know that's not always been the case, but um, they're the it's a good it's a good landing spot for Miles Jack. There was like a two year period where he looked like one of the best young off ball linebackers in the league. I'm not sure what happened, but he's still young. You would think that's a coaching issue. I I kind of love the Steelers off season so far. It's been really quiet, but. James Daniels, like tapeheads, love him. The the guard from the Bears didn't have to pay him too much. They got a starting center in Mason Cole. Uh, I, th- I think they had another backup uh, offensive lineman that they added, and then this and Miles Jack. Like quietly, some they added players that will be starting and helping them. It's a little un Steelers like, but they haven't had to go wild spending a ton of money. All right, let's uh, move on. Some notable cuts that went down uh, in the last twenty four hours: Fletcher Cox and the Eagles have a breakup, but it sounds like they're going to make up. It's just a um, salary situation, uh, and uh, they're going to get a deal that works better for team and player Lyle Collins, and the Cowboys are no more. They tried to move him in a trade. They tried to move Amari Cooper, found a taker in the Browns, tried to move Collins, did not find a taker, which is interesting because I was just watching a cut-up on Twitter about how he totally balled out against Nick Bosa in the playoffs. He's you know, like less than 30 years old. Uh, I would take him on the Jets and I'd trade McK- I'd trade uh, Mackay Becton out of town, but that's just I put him me. in my top 20. Uh, yeah, let's he's go. He's a healthy, above average starting right tackle. Those guys aren't usually available. Well, the Bengals sound interested too, so yeah. never know. And Greg, you mentioned Cole Beasley uh, cut after a disappointing year. I- Isaiah McKenzie is going to get his shot. That all makes sense. Don't, don't sign him, Bill. We don't need Cole Beasley. It's just like, come on. Yeah, that's fair. All right. Eight o'clock delight. 
All right, Chris Godwin. He was on the franchise tag, but not for too long. Gets paid three for 60. Is that Where is that in a Devontae Adams world? It's below it. Uh, certainly, it's the exact same that Mike Williams got, and it's good for the Bucs uh, to reward a guy. Even though he tore his ACL, they're, they're still paying him. Dolphins making a lot of uh, small moves. Raheem Mostert, the running back, heads to the Dolphins. I feel like the Dolphins signed 47 running backs every year. This is exactly what Kyle Shanahan did when he went to San Francisco. He imported players that he knew from Atlanta in previous stops, and Mike McDaniel's doing the same thing, as we predicted on the NFL broadcast, around the NFL broadcast show. Which you can check out tomorrow, Friday, on NFL Network. Gronk says there is a, quote, very good chance I'm back with the Buccaneers. <laughs> Should we be surprised, Greg? No one is um, like a worse negotiator than Gronk. Seriously, he could have made like $100 million more than he has in his career. I feel bad almost. Uh, he's making plenty <laughs> he's of money fine. on the he's side fine. with he's other fine. various things. Uh, this one, it says, re-sign Apple, sign Hurst. Greg, help me out with that one. Uh, it might have been a copy and paste error there, but that was the uh, Bengals day. They brought back Eli Apple. Uh, they signed yes, Hayden yes, yes, Hurst, yes, yes. I think a nice replacement uh, for Uzama. And yeah, they're going after Lyle Collins. I have a feeling they'll close that deal. Ah, how could I forget? Eli Apple had a nice little Super Bowl until the end when it wasn't so nice. Anyway, the Jets uh, signed another tight end. We're, we're in business. The Jets signed uh, from the Minnesota Vikings, Tyler Conklin, who's had a uh, had a nice year with the Vikings last year, a breakout season. Uh, Jacob Johnson leaves New England sad face from Greggy. Yeah, Jacob Johnson, one of Henry Hodgson's international pathway program heroes uh, gets a job with Josh McDaniels though, but I'm going to miss him I like seeing this guy didn't even know how to play football when he came in and turned into a great fullback and finally Mr. Sessler Blauhard Nation rejoice the Lions re-signed the quarterback so he stays in the building I mean I had a deal with the Lions where they were <clears throat> going to essentially let him go then bring him back just so that we could have fresh content for our newsletter and they were they were very compliant <laughs> on that front that's nice and that is eight o'clock. Delight. Your, your tight end, Tyler Conklin, followed me on Twitter last week. So that's Ooh. that was exciting. That was exciting for me. Saucy. It's always fun when a random uh, NFL player follows you. It, I get a little nervous when it happens. Someone did that to me recently. And um, yeah, Cam Hayward followed beat. followed a bunch of us. I think that was the name. That usually tells me that they're um, getting close to entering the media foray. Although I don't know why Sean Payton follows me, although he, I do think he gave me the coronavirus um, two combines ago. So maybe that's where we link up. I'm not sure. Maybe he's been trying to get in touch with you to sure. uh, apologize. He was patient zero. He seems like someone that would go out of his way to find someone and apologize for a wrongdoing in the past. Yes, he does. Maybe, if, maybe that's Kevin James, actually. Never mind. That is not. All right. We'll be back on television Friday, if you catch us in time, at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, the Around the NFL broadcast, and we'll give you a nice rundown of the week that was. According to my theory, we'll, we will still not have the Deshaun Watson news for that television show, but maybe I'm wrong, and in which case you will get it on TV on Friday. And It'll maybe... probably happen in the one hour between when we tape and when they air it. Do we have to do a fifth podcast this week if Watson signs tomorrow morning? Maybe a mini sode if we're if Ugh. we're there, depending mm, on I don't know. We love you guys, really but this is a it. lot of content. Yeah. Pushing it big time. And um in in um 
instead of doing our typically our typical end of show close, I will tell you to heed the call. But I do have one last Mark Sessler tweet to share. And again, I am not worthy to read the Sessler tweet. But the great Jason Zumwalt, noted Cardinals fan, is just think late period in de- deep in decline. Even after he's doing the ah commercials era, Orson Welles okay. reading Mark Sessler tweets. Thank you to everybody for listening. We'll see you when we see you. Played tennis with the family this evening. And totally destroyed them on the court. <laughs> you go into your shower feeling tired but as soon as you reach for the irish spring your day immediately gets better that crisp fresh unmistakable irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses so when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Dot com slash compatibility.